Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, this is the Oz Network. This is a movie recap on the 2001 movie, Freddy Got Fingered. My name is Ben. Binnett. Uh, and my name is Colin, and this has been a really long month. I I'm, I just want to formally apologise to the world, because <laughs> I, I thought I knew comedy. Um, I like to think I'm pretty funny sometimes. Um... You know, I've had at least two people in my life laugh at my jokes. Um, I also want to apologise thinking that, you know, I was the biggest selfish arsehole on the planet and biggest vanity project <laughs> ever in Kill Phil. But no, no. And I also want to apologise to the world that the biggest tragedy in 2001 did not occur in September. It occurred in April of 2001. <laughs> I'm sorry. This oh, might... Three people have laughed at your jokes now. This, <laughs> You're going up. This I, I, I think I might get to the end of this hour if we last that long i don't think we're lasting an hour for this um and uh, cats uh zardoz emoji movie might have lost their title as worst movie ever colin what did your country do to produce this man uh, this movie no. what is okay. this movie first i want to start by saying um tom green uh growing up right around the i'd say mid to late 90s we launched the big cable network here. There was a, basically like a dozen cable networks that all launched on the same day. And I remember tuning in and flipping back and forth between these. And then the comedy network was the one that launched. And uh, the Tom Green show was one of the first shows they picked up, which prior to that started as like a cable access show where he basically did the same thing. Uh, I loved that show growing up as a juvenile teenager who liked juvenile humor. Basically everything you see in this movie is Tom Green's act. Now, having said that, the TV show actually works and there's a difference. In the TV show, you have Tom Green doing everything he does in this movie, but it's more improv, it's less scripted, and he's doing it in real environments with real people, and you're getting those reactions where he's doing insane stunts in the middle of a public place, like you know scuba diving in those water fountains you throw coins into, stealing and saying, I'm going to steal from the poor and give to the rich, and you got security guards throwing him out, and that was funny. Now, in this movie, you just have him acting opposite other actors, You've taken everything that was funny about Tom Green's act on television, as juvenile as it might be, it's still clever. It's the same thing that Sasha Baron Cohen did years later. And now you're putting it scripted, where all the people who are responding are just actors, and you've robbed everything that might work about Tom Green. It is, it's it, it's a trap. That's coming from somebody who actually grew up kind of liking Tom Green. And I'm like, this movie's the same thing. It's just nothing about it works. Well, I'm glad you said a couple of things there. Juvenile humor. Now, like, you and I were both teenage boys at one point. Now, you're a much more mature man than I am. Or maybe you've just grown up to be a more mature man. I didn't know you at 13. I am basically the same as I was. I just haven't grown up. But, like, we've all got that terrible, gross-out, immature humor. And I'm not saying girls don't either. But let's be honest, boys are shits. Like, boys are terrible. <laughs> Um, you know, we are worse as teenagers than girls are and as human beings as girls are. But, like, we've all got this type of, like, ha, ah, we're so funny. I'm going to have a shower in a scuba costume. And, oh, ha, ah, a horse has a penis. I'm going to touch it. Like, like, we're dumb. But, like, we grow up. And yeah. that comedy doesn't get funny anymore after a certain point. And unless you are making a movie directly for 13-year-old boys... If this was like an independent film that Tom Green just financed and was like, hey, I'm making a movie like Jackass. I've never watched Jackass, but that's a movie for 13-year-old boys. But mm. like they at least sell it that way. Like I don't know where to begin. And then you bring up Sasha Baron Cohen. Like I've never seen the Tom Green show. The only thing I think I've ever seen Tom Green in is Charlie's Angels. And to be fair, he's in it for very little time, which is good. And 
he's actually kind of funny in that because of just the stick that he has around the chat was great like him and drew barrymore because remember they were a thing because she's in this movie too apparently <laughs> but like it's it's just sasha baron cohen like i didn't watch a lot of like the ali g show and the stuff he did but i was aware of it and mm. sasha baron cohen yeah has a similar type of comedy from what you were talking about but Sasha Baron Cohen's intelligent. Sasha Baron Cohen yeah. has purpose behind. Like, he's doing that to show the worst qualities of people. He's doing that to show how horrible some pockets of America are and things like that. He does that for a reason and then translates that into his movies. Whereas mm-hmm. Tom Green somehow gets funding from a movie studio <laughs> to make 90 minutes of him masturbating horses and elephants <laughs> and rubbing dead things over his body and... Getting people in swinging wheel- umbilical cords, people in wheelchairs to get to bash him in the legs. Like you can never go off at me for Kill Phil being a vanity project because I can still no because at least that had a story to it. It might not have been I'm a very not good defending story. This room. You're, you're talking like I'm defending this movie. <laughs> this is ninety minutes of I, Tom Green just being a dickhead. I mean, this. I, I'm sorry he had testicular cancer before this, and maybe this was the way he wrote like this to get over that horrible period of his life. And if it is, Tom, I'm sorry you went through that. And if this is how you dealt with it, great. But put this on like your student film thing. Don't make people go and watch this movie. How did this make millions of dollars? Who produced this movie? Like what? (laughs) I want to blacklist this company, whoever did this. 20th Century Fox. I like, we're not doing 24 anymore because they (laughs) did this movie. I quit 24. Uh, uh, So just quickly talk about like Tom Green's, how he got this type of power. Uh, when I was watching his show here in Canada, like it was still, it was on a cable. It was a brand new cable network. And it wasn't like it immediately took off. I remember kind of catching it like late nights and it probably took a year or so before other people started to watch it, but but it got big here. Cause uh, well, I'll I'll tell a couple stories maybe throughout this episode as it reminds me. Don't worry, you'll get get more time telling those stories than I will talk (laughs) about this film. I'm telling you now. Uh, I had a friend who was also a big Tom Green fan. We basically took, I had, I got a video camera for my birthday right around the time that his TV show came out. And we would take this video camera and we'd go out and we would film our own Tom Green set with my friend basically being complete imbecile in public doing stupid stunts like this and just filming it just to get people's reactions. Uh, my, my favorite one that ever happened was he had uh, in his basement, it was like a toy bin, old toy bin that uh, had, it was Humpty Dumpty. So the top of the toy bin was like Humpty Dumpty's top of his head and the bottom half was a body. So we basically took this out and this was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night on like a, a Friday or Saturday night. And we'd go like a busy corner and he would be like hopping around this toy bin with another head. I'm Humpty Dumpty. I fell off a wall. I'm that broken. Were you funny. And, that, that's, and that's in fairness, that's what Tom Green's show was like, which, which was kind of appealing at the time. And I, I still remember like the best reaction we got was some guy who's just sitting there. I got the camera in this guy's face, this poor guy's face. And my friend's hopping, hey, I'm Humpty Dumpty. Will you help me? And then the guy's just staring at him, like saying nothing. And all of a sudden, you having fun? Like all serious, and like, I'm having lots of fun. I'm up to dump you. I'm the funniest guy in the world. Like, and like that was the stuff we did. One time, he, he for whatever reason, he decided he wanted to buy garbage bags. You know, with money he was given on a sleepover, I'm going to buy garbage bags. And he had like a late cast. Hang on, the time. Hang, so on, hang, like on a- hang on, hang on. Money is given on a sleepover. What was happening at that sleepover to keep him quiet? <laughs> Basically, you go have some money. You've slept over. Just shh, don't tell anyone what it's, happened. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like snack money. His mom gave him. Here, here, you guys can get something for or get rent some movies I think he or got something. Good. <laughs> yeah, him and my brother come back and like, yeah, we just thought it'd be funny to get garbage bags for some reason. They built garbage bag suits. And I remember we went like uh, camping. We we he took this garbage bag suit and he was like swimming and telling people, I'm uh, uh I'm allergic to the sun. I'm swimming. I remember he's trying to do handstands and it was like a mother with her daughter. And he's like, look what I could do. And he's doing handstands. And I got like video of, of like the mother and daughter. That's great. And then as soon as he go under, they like quickly run away. <laughs> uh, but like, that's the Tom Green thing. And that, that got big here in Canada. This is where I'm going with it. It got big here in Canada. And then MTV picked it up a couple of years after it started here in Canada and like overnight success. Like he was, I remember he was huge. He was so huge to the point where I basically stopped watching. Cause I'm like, Oh, everybody's watching Tom green. Now the American show's not the same. I'm going to be a snob. Uh, but like he got that road trip movie and then stealing Harvard, like Charlie's angels. And oh, all of a sudden they're like, okay. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But like, like, and those movies, like, for what I've saw, remember of Road Trip, he was really funny. Yeah, he was uh, bad. But man. you're right. Yeah, he's got this TV show that is suddenly enormous, not just in Canada, but like in America. He's got these movies which are huge. 
let's give them all this money, make your TV show into a movie, but like nothing about it works. And yeah, I mean, we, we do have to at least address the fact that like he had stopped doing his TV show because of the whole testicular cancer treatment. And this movie's, you know, dark in a lot of ways, dark in ways that even his TV show wouldn't necessarily have this type of humor, like about molestation and stuff. And like, I don't know what was going on in his head at the time, but I mean, it, it's one of these movies that has a massive cult following still and people are like, this movie's brilliant. I don't see it in any way. It's, well, I mean, like, even from what I've read, and maybe correct me wrong, I haven't read the right interviews, but like, it's not like I've read an interview where I've seen Tom Green say, I went through the worst period of my life and I needed to write something to help me get through it and I went mm. completely off the rails to make this. I haven't read that. And if I had read that, maybe then I'd be like, okay, fine. That's, I get I, it. I get it. Like, seriously, I would be. Like, because, you know, like, sometimes you go through shit and you need to write some shit to get through some shit. And I haven't seen mm -hmm. that. And... Like, it's just, and I, yeah, I forgot about Road Trip, but like, sometimes you can have absurdist and over the top comedy, like even what you were talking about there that you do with your brother and your friend. Like I've talked before at length on this show and other shows about a show here in Australia called The Chasers War and Everything, where sort of they were, they're, they still exist. They're like a, they're just called The Chasers. They're like a satirist group who kind of like satire pol politics and things like that. But this show got really big in the 2000s where a lot of what they would do is they would go to public events and cause, like, havoc. So, like, the famous mm -hmm. one I think I've told you about was during, like, APEC back in 2007. They got a fake motorcade, dressed it up like the Canadian motorcade, and basically tried to see how close they could get. Because, like, Sydney shut down. They basically closed the entire city off because, like, George Bush was here, Vladimir Putin was here, like, everyone was here for this big global summit. And they penetrated security as a Canadian motorcade and got right outside George Bush's hotel dressed as Osama Bin Laden. Like, it made, like, global headlines of how, like, they could have been shot by, like, snipers and all this kind of stuff. But they would do stupid things. They would go to press conferences for, like, you know, famous people and be like, yes, uh, so, you know, your economic policy is great, but, uh, you know, in geography, what is the capital of Sudan? Like, and they would just be, like, stupid and, like, put people on the spot. Like, it was just hilarious. But some people, lowbrow, probably think it's dumb. But they would do it with a purpose. Like, there was yeah. some reason to it. And, like, again, the only thing I've seen of Tom Green, you literally shared a clip with me before we started, of Tom Green serenading Pierce Brosnan. Now, <laughs> on paper, I'm sure if you had to show that to me 24 hours ago, Colin, I probably would have laughed. Uh, I probably would have thought, okay, yeah, I see what he's going on. some reason, Pierce Brosnan had a ponytail and, and uh, Richard Attenborough That's was there. Uh, yeah, that was a movie called Grey Owl that he filmed here in Canada. Okay, I, I just thought he was hanging out with John Hammond for some reason and had a ponytail. <laughs> but but even Pierce Brosnan, I think Pierce Brosnan had the reaction that I would have had. Like, oh, this is, yep, okay, thanks, Tom. Uh, you Good luck, don't give up but, your day job. But let, let, let's, let's be honest, though. The lyrics of the song that he starts singing to Pierce Brosnan, Pierce is a gorgeous man, what a beautiful man is basically what we would be singing to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> true, true. But I think having seen this movie, I just have no desire to laugh or, or think about this man anymore. Um, but yeah. like the cult, excuse me, the cult, I'm vomiting already. Um, like <laughs> we've done, this is arguably the worst bad movie month we've ever done. I mean, yeah. having said that, I mean, I enjoyed Showgirls, but again, it's not got a great reputation, but like we can almost change this month to, cult following bad movie month because outside of yeah. Jack and Jill, all three of the other movies that we've done have garnered great cult followings. Jack and Jill honestly looks like a masterpiece after the last three weeks, almost. Um, I mean, Showgirls was better, but I mean, Jack and Jill's coming out number two for me. I'm just spoiling that right now. But yeah, I, uh, I, I just like, I, yeah. I, I want to go into these movies that have bad reputations, not having that, that eye, like that look, like I'm always that type mm -hmm. of person. Who like is like literally you and I just before we came on air, I said like I watched Secret Invasion. I didn't realize it had bad reviews and I kind of enjoyed it. And then I was like, oh, it's got bad reviews. Well, that's a shame. Like I want to go into a movie considered the worst and think, well, surely this isn't bad. I think we did that okay with Glitter, with Gigli, you know, Crossroads. Pluto um, Nash. Pluto Nash. I mean, I know you didn't like Swept Away, but I'm sure you don't think that's as bad as this. Like it's, it's... Eh. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Swept Away is not as bad as Freddy Got Fingered. Come I'll, I'll, on. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll say this. First half of Swept Away, infinitely better than this. Well, that's surely enough is enough to make it better than this film. But what I'm, what I'm saying is I think we've gone through a lot of bad movies of all time and discovered that they're savable or they've got something about yeah. them that isn't as terrible. 
This is not one of them. <laughs> this no, is, this no, is one no that deserves the shit it gets. Uh, <laughs> have you got anything else to add before? You'd never seen this before until this time, had you? Never. Yeah, and oh, again, when, when this came out, <laughs> I, I, around the time this movie came out, like I wasn't saying that I wasn't bothering to watch the Tom Green show anymore because I kind of liked the appeal of you know watching this small Canadian show that that everybody was talking about, and then when suddenly he's on Entertainment Tonight and he's in Road Trip, you know, I, I would still check out the movies Tom Green was in. But when this movie came out, like the the reputation that it had instantly, I'm like, I don't think I want to watch this. Yeah. And, and I've been tempted to watch this for years because sometimes you just want to watch a bad movie. But like, this is one where I instantly regret it. There isn't a single movie this month that I was able to finish in one sitting. And I had ample time to finish. I would start these movies. And I'm like, oh, 90 minutes, even Showgirls, two hours, I could do it. Uh, this was the hardest to get through. There is one point in this movie where I was watching it and this is in the middle of the day. And I fell asleep watching the movie. And when I woke up, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to sleep. And I'm like, I sure hope that <laughs> I didn't miss anything important. And when I, I figured, I'm like, if I missed half of this movie, I'm not even going to bother to go back. But then suddenly I realized this is the only point in the movie where the plot gets explained, only to find out Freddy Got Fingered has nothing to do with the plot of this movie. That is one of the most frustrating things about this movie the title Freddy Got Fingered is taking one joke in the movie yeah. that is uh, the amount to about two or three minutes of screen time and calling your movie that. It would be like, I don't know, calling Back to the Future, give me milk chocolate. You know, like it is one line in the movie and one scene and you're going to build your movie around that? Put it on my tab. Uh, no, you're going to pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... Yeah, it was a beautiful time sleeping, wasn't it? Remember when we could do that? Um, I mean, but you talk about plot. What is the plot of this movie? There's no, I sound like uh, Jerry. Like, what is the plot of this movie? There is no plot. I like, I watched this in one sitting, but I think I just paid, I'm sorry. A, paid attention to, like, I barely paid attention to the second half of it. What's to pay attention to? And like, honestly, like we're 15 minutes in and I think we can get this done in half an hour, but like, I just. Oh, go for it. There's nothing. Like, I mean, literally nothing in this film. Um, basically, the plot of this film, quote, is not Freddy, Tom Green. What is his name? Gil or Gord? Gord? Gord. Gord. My very first note is Freddy got fingered and not Gord. So Gord is a cartoonist who has a cartoon called X-Ray Cat and wants to be a famous cartoonist. Cool. Um, so we get him skateboarding through a mall. Um, he then is like, hey, Dad, I'm going to Los Angeles. And then they give him a car. And then we get one of the boys from American Pie is Freddy, uh, the the least famous of all the. Oh, is he the least famous? I think the other one who wasn't in uh, wasn't there was the muscular dude wasn't in the second or third American Pie. Then he came back for the fourth one. Um, do you do you remember? I don't even remember the muscular dude. Uh, I know there was there was Jason Biggs, there was Sean William Scott, and then there's the other two guys. One of the other two, not not this guy, the other. Guy was like a big child actor. But well, that's I don't the think guy I'm talking after. about. I think like yeah, but yeah. I would say he was more famous before, right. so probably has a little bit more. Right. He wasn't yeah, in the. This third is one, one of the other guys. Yeah, no, th that guy you're talking about wasn't in the third one. He was the one who hooked up with um, oh, what's the name? The the hot one from back then. But no, so this this is the guy who gets with Stifler's, Stifler's mom, mom with yeah. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Anyway, I liked him. Um, he got fingered by her. <laughs> he did. Who didn't? Come on, Jennifer, calm down. But when you get fingered by Jennifer Coolidge, it's okay. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> just not ripped her. What a woman! What a what a what a like. Can we just props to Jennifer Coolidge? We don't do it enough on this show, but uh, I love that woman. Um, but so he's all like, "I'm going to LA," and they're like, "Oh no, you've got a car." Number one's on. Hi, Jamie. Ooh. You're more entertaining than Freddie Got Fingered. What <laughs> is that? Jalapeno poppers. Oh. Bacon wrap. Oh. We're, we're wrapping bacon. Fancy. Um, uh, one of the many things that don't make sense in this movie. So here they're all like, we love you, Tom Green. You're our number one son. And then th there are some jokes in this movie that are a bit Pluto Nashy, where you can see what they're doing. There's at least a couple mm -hmm. of times in this movie where I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like number one son in front of it. And it's like, you're also our number one son. And But like. This goes nowhere because American Pie Kid just disappears for half the movie until he's getting fingered. Um, yeah. And this whole joke about I'm a 28-year-old man, but he's like skateboarding and acting like he's 12. He, Rip Torn, loves him. How did they get Rip Torn for this movie? Like, I mean, I know Rip Torn kind of does like dumb brow comedy from what I've seen, like Dodgeball and Men in Black. and like Men in Black. You know, things like that. But at least he's good and funny. Um, I'm sorry that he died knowing that he did this film. Um <laughs> 
I know he robbed a bank or something, but like, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So he drives off. Um, probably the best part of this movie is when I hear Gary Newman's cars. Um, oh, there's a there's a pedal that belongs in this movie. <laughs> is Gary Newman a pedo? Is he? Yeah. Is he? Are that was sure? one of my one of my few notes in this movie. Yeah. Are you 100 percent sure this isn't Larry the uh, Cable Guy? This is guy. not a Larry not the Gary Cable Guy. No. You're thinking about here. <laughs> oh, is it Gary Glitter? I think oh, hold it's on Gary a you're right retraction <laughs> wrong famous gary i'm like thinking i've never heard of gary newman being a pedophile man uh, he's joined the larry the cable oh, guy club no not <laughs> gary newman harry newman got fingered by gary glitter <laughs> here in my car my kids feel safest at all no <laughs> oh gary newman apologize to gary newman colin i'm sorry gary because I, I was gonna say i love this song and i was sorry that he was a pedo but now i'm not sorry you're a good guy gary you need every time you go to the ice hockey and you hear hey rock and roll that's where you got to feel dirty that's, that's a pedo song. Yeah. <laughs> um but no cars gary newman nip tuck if you i know you love nip tuck but uh obviously uh we talked about that a lot He's one of the many, like, what the fuck is happening scenes. He's driving along. He sees a horse's penis and he gets out and he starts masturbating. Oh. A horse. What? Like the TV show, the reputation of people who don't know it is that the TV show Tom Green is all gross out humor because he did some really extreme things. Like the one that I always fondly remember on the, the Canadian show was he basically had a dead raccoon that he left bake out in the sun for two months. And then he basically stuffed a cell phone in front of it or inside of it. And then gave it to a member of his audience and said, if you can answer this phone in three rings, you'll win a cruise. Basically knowing there was no way the guy was going to do it. He once drank milk straight from a cow, literally straight from a cow. It's playing on that type of humor. But like, again, to me, it's not even just the absurdity of why is he doing this? Although there's a problem with that I'll get to. It's we know this isn't real. This is the whole point with this movie. This is not a guy doing insane things in the real world where people will be like, what is this man doing? Like, this is a prop. It's not funny because there's no context in the movie where, where it even belongs there. Yeah, and it's like, it just, I mean, a 13-year-old boy's going, ah, horse's penis, ah. Like, it just, and it, oh, I just don't get it. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I don't get life anymore, Colin. I've watched this movie. What was the deal with <laughs> jacking off a horse? I'm sorry, Gary Newman. Um, <laughs> So he drives to Hollywood, he works in a cheese sandwich plant and gets a giant sausage and stands on it what's his thing with sausages i don't understand it oh and then he's sitting on a conveyor belt whacking people with his sausage and everybody just goes off to lunch he breaks into this cartoon place where we meet drew barrymore and he's all like i'm a coroner and his wife's died and she's all like no not betty and he's like will you be my boyfriend girlfriend no fuck you and runs away um, I know him and Drew Barrymore were a thing, so that's obviously why she's in this mm-hmm. movie. I get it. I don't know why Shaquille O'Neal's in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I know that guy has a very low bar when it comes to doing things, given that he's in gambling ads right now in Australia. But, like, I mean, he was still playing back then, at least. Like, I mean, he yeah. had shit to do. Uh, he wasn't retired. Uh, he didn't need money in 2001. Um, he goes to this guy in a restaurant, dressed as a police thing. One of the, the few things that I did sort of laugh at is when he's going around this uh, restaurant going like, are you John? Are you John? I don't know what his name is. And he goes, out to the woman, are you John? I'm a woman. I didn't ask for your gender. I asked for you, John. Like, that yeah. was funny. Uh, that's the one time I maybe laughed in this film. But then he's all like, hi, you're an animator. And he's like, yes, I am. These are my cat drawings. And this guy's like, they're good drawings, but there's no purpose to it. You need to get inside the animal. And I'm like, oh, God, don't say that. I just watched him masturbate a horse. He's fucking an animal in the next scene, isn't he? Um, I mean, he may as well as because now he's driving down the road. There's also like this absurdist bit where he's got a gun and it's all like, what? Next minute he's driving down the road. There's a dead deer. He cuts open a deer and starts like rolling around the ground in a dead deer carcass. And again, I know you say gross out humor. And I was reading that there's apparently things that were chopped out of this movie to make it R-rated. So it wasn't NC-17. I see stuff in this movie and I'm like what was this film that it was even worse yeah <laughs> um although I did laugh at a thing I read where it was like they made a PG-13 cut of this film and it lasted three minutes I want to see that version <laughs> of this film um, but easier to cover <laughs> um yeah he gets hit by a truck he watches horses fuck he goes back home for some reason not explained mm-hmm. um 
this kid who's the neighbor, which is like the joke of him always getting hurt because yeah. that's funny. Um, then for whatever reason, now his dad hates him. And there's this whole thing about, I want a chicken sandwich. No, you're not getting a chicken sandwich. And then whatever. He builds a skate ramp with the cop from Dumb and Dumber who drinks piss. Um, do you recognize that guy? Cause he, is he a Saturday Night yeah. Live guy or something like that, isn't he? Or? He's, he's, uh, I don't know if he was on Saturday Night Live. He's another famous Canadian comedian, though. Also, uh, the, I, I don't know if he was a cop. No, he was uh, the something about Mary. He was the guy with the dead body in the the, the, the hitched yeah. the ride with Ben yeah, Stiller. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, um, I think we've seen him in. Wasn't he in like Men with Brooms or like some Canadian movie we did? Maybe because I know we've talked about him here. before. Um, he's real. Like his stand-up is amazing. Like I've always thought, okay, he's decent in some of these movies, but his stand-up's fantastic. Well, I think like I, from what I've seen him, he's always been funny. And like just think about it, like literally the main thing I know him from is he's the cop in Dumb and Dumber who pulls him over and he drinks the urine. Like pull over, pull over. Actually, it's a cardigan. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> um, and like to me, he's in one scene in that movie and he steals that scene. So like you remember him. So he's clearly a funny guy. And yeah, I do remember him now from there's something about Mary now. Arlen Williams. I swear he's been in something we've covered before. Um, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not seeing it here, but, uh, but I mean, he, he, he did a movie with, uh, Nia Vardalis, My who, Life in Ruins. Who hasn't? Um, <laughs> that's coming out. Are you going to go see My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3? That trailer oh, kind, of, kind of look rubbish if you're asking me. Noted the second, but I still saw the second. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll watch it when we do it again one year. But, um, yeah, so they build a skate ramp and this whole thing about like, oh, I'm sleeping here. I'm banging on the thing and. Whatever, and then the one bit like I gross out comedy like doesn't really gross me out. Like it's it you know sometimes like oh that's a bit whatever. I have a thing with bones sticking out of skin. Like if you've got one thing like you know I don't know. I'm sure you've got something like I think you've talked to me before when I use my hanky and like washing hands and like snot <laughs> and like yeah, exactly like you've got some things that make you cringe. To me, it's bones sticking out of bodies, and I think that. Mm. That stems from I remember as a kid there was a TV like one of those like TV movies. That was made on the um, before 9-11. Remember the World Trade Center was like bombed in 93. They made like a mm-hmm. TV movie on that. And I think it had George Clooney oh. in it from memory. Do you remember I, that? I remember seeing that too. Yeah. There was a scene in that. And I'm pretty sure it was George Clooney's character where he's like stuck in the rubble. And he's got a bone sticking out of his leg. And it gets stuck between a wire. So there's like a wire stuck between the bone and his leg. And it, oh, just like it made me cringe. And then the scene in Dante's Peak when he's got the bone sticking out of his arm. And like, yeah. Bones out of legs and body parts makes me cringe. So this bit, when this guy's got a bone sticking out of his leg and he's touching it and he's licking it, I'm like, oh, 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 no, no. <laughs> like, what is going on? Why? Um, I'm just, again, please stop me if you really want to talk about anything here, but I think I'm just going to go through this really whatever. I'm not, I'm not that anxious. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> he goes to a hospital. He meets this woman who's flipping things and likes rocket science, but then she's in a wheelchair. He's skateboarding through the hospital. There's a woman who's like, oh, I'm pregnant. Be quiet. And then she gives birth while everyone's playing the drums. What? And then this baby comes out and he's flinging a baby around and, <laughs> I should be laughing at this. I kind of like dangering children, but then all of a sudden I'm like, what is happening? He bites the umbilical cord off. Okay. Then he goes to this woman's house and he's bashing her with a pole and she's getting off on it. And then she wants to make rocket powered wheelchairs and she wants to give him a blowjob, but he's attached the umbilical cord to his stomach because it's funny. There's a dinner table scene with Freddie who's, a banker and then there's this whole scene of him in a scuba suit in the shower to which that's funny. Um, the backwards man bit, I kind of laughed at slightly when he was like, that was one of the few parts I liked. He's like, I'm a backwards man. I'm a, but like, that was kind of funny. (laughs) Um, he's drawing shit. But again, there's no plot. Like what? literally he goes to Hollywood to be an animator. He gives up on that in five minutes. The next, like, hour and 10 minutes is him doing random sketches and being a backwards man and playing with sausages and Freddie gets fingered. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I want to be an animator again. He goes to dinner and he's got a phone and the kid gets hit in the face. And like the dad just ripped torn just wants to like, I don't think ripped torn was acting in this movie. I think ripped torn (laughs) 
after the first scene, when he realized what this movie was, was literally angry at Tom Green and bashing him, going, get me out of this movie. Why am I in this movie? It's like your contracted rip. Get me out of this movie. And he's just bashing Tom Green for the rest of it. He tells this woman that he's not really a broker. We get this like scene that this is the only scene that I knew this movie from because it always is on those clips of worst movies of all time. They always show him on the piano. Do you want a sausage, daddy? Do you want a sausage? What? Um, <laughs> and then he drives back to... No, th- this is when he says he gets fingered in therapy. There's this whole sequence of Freddie getting taken away. He goes to the Institute for Children that were molested or something like that. Um, he then... Is this when, like, Riptorn's all like, oh, do you want to fuck me? So you see Riptorn's ass. Um, he makes a cartoon about his dad. The girl in the wheelchair does a rocket-powered thing. Um, he works at a cheese sandwich shop. He gives this guy lots of cheese. He goes to Hollywood. He gets to this guy again and he's like, hey, these are my cartoons. Rip Torn comes in. He thinks it's funny. Gives him a million dollars. From that point on, we see a bit of the cartoon. That's pretty dumb. Um, he goes to a bank, gets money out, hires a helicopter, sees the wheelchair girl who's done the rocket powered thing. Um, he then gets his dad and takes him to Pakistan, jerks off an elephant. They get kidnapped. Um, somehow Shaquille O'Neal's in this movie, sleeping with Rip Torn's wife. And uh, it ends with a little boy getting killed in a propeller. That's Freddy Got Fingered. All right, I'm going to touch on the <laughs> parts Freddy. that made me... No, not Freddy. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's fingering Freddy this week. Um, everything that actually made me almost crack a smile because i don't think there was any point in this movie where i even had like a chuckle nothing it was basically like oh that's slightly amusing uh you mentioned half of it already that the backwards man the whole bit, movie like, Colin, that's it it's done <laughs> but 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 the things that you thought was slightly amusing the backwards man bit i thought was funny um the uh the, the part where he's whacking her legs that is just like bizarre but then the one point where, he, where he's like yeah, I could whack you good. And then he whacks her in the face. What are you doing? That kind of made me laugh. I like her, by uh, the was, way. That woman. She's, she's she's all right. Yeah. She's attractive. Uh, the, oh, you were saying for that. Okay. Oh, but she's, the character uh, but also is like, like she's, she's, all right. yeah, good, she's, she's all right. And they've got chemistry there. So I will give them that. Um, maybe that's why Drew Barrymore divorced him. I don't know. Um, it was either that or he had testicular cancer. Why one or the did other. Drew Barrymore divorce Tom Green? I mean, come on. Why would anyone divorce? I don't know why at all. So it's the same about me, clearly, Colin. There's reasons. <laughs> but uh, the, the the kid getting hit in the face, there was. I think there was just a point where you get hit with the baseball that I laughed. Because the other ones are, like, so grotesque. And you don't have children. But, I mean, even as somebody who doesn't like children... If a children is literally bleeding from the face and in that much pain, it's going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, I've had... Well. Uh, not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it neither does. The, neither of the twins have uh, had a big accident, but like I always have nightmares about, oh, what if one of the kids gets super hurt? Because you're worried like, oh, this is a child getting hurt. It's going to hurt so much more. Casper uh, split his head open one time so bad that you we could see... You were going to hate it because you could actually see his skull from the, the, it being... And he did a daycare and we took him to the hospital. This is everybody brags Canadian healthcare. Oh, you guys got healthcare in Canada. Guess what else? We also waited for nine and a half hours with a kid whose skull was showing. Very only to have too. A- Don't worry. We've got healthcare. That happens <laughs> yeah. here too. Trust me. <laughs> Any Americans listening, this is the trade-off for having free yeah, healthcare. You've got to wait like a long time. Oh, <laughs> you've got no limbs left. 18 hours in the waiting room. It's fine. But it's free. So um, yay. <laughs> eventually to have Casper in the cast closet, not a closet where they put on Casper, the closet where they keep the, the, the stuff they make cast with on a table being held by one doctor, one nurse, and Jamie and I holding him down too as they have no elbow room to stitch a kid's head up. That's our healthcare. But but if it wasn't for the fact that Casper, literally his brain is wired so that when he feels pain, he thinks it's funny. If he was panicking, I would have panicked, you know? Uh, but like some of that stuff's so uncomfortable. But at least one time when the kid got hurt, I did get a chuckle out of it. The one part where I came close to laughing was where um, Rip Torn drives off after tearing out the the uh, the, the ramp okay, or whatever. Uh, yeah, the, the, the skate ramp. And, and he's basically saying, he's like, Dad's a horrible person. You should leave him. And he's going on. I was like, you should go have sex with like a muscular Greek man or a basketball. Like he basically starts running all these things. That was kind of funny. Um, that's it for humor in this movie. Uh, let, let me add one thing. 
the end of the movie when they're coming back hey we've come back from pakistan they're safe and there's somebody who has a sign in the crowd that said when is this going movie going to end i don't know if you caught that <laughs> I didn't, but... that i came pretty close to laughing there um, but uh also i guess when when he charters the helicopter and I, I just saw such a better way to do the scene where he's trying to give this impassioned speech and she can't hear him. He's like, I love you with all my heart. And meanwhile, you just hear the helicopter over. I'm like, there are a million ways you could have done that scene. It actually would have been funnier. It's like you, you got uh, close. I see it now. When the fuck is this movie going to end? Yep. <laughs> uh, but that that was it for Came Close to Smile this movie. What I'm mostly going to complain about is things about this movie that don't work as a movie. Uh, one, uh, I actually think that the point of this movie is that Rip Torn always hated Tom Green or always hated Gord, I forget his name. I keep wanting to call him Freddy. Uh, but that he has a chance. This kid's finally going to succeed. He's going off. He's getting a job. It's not even a good job. He's going off to get a job to work at Subway in LA. And the dad doesn't necessarily believe that his dream is going to come true of becoming an animator. But he's like, I'm going to support you. I'm going to buy you a new car. He comes home. He fails. And any time in this movie that Tom Green has the slightest bit of ambition to do anything, he supports him. But this movie sets it up like the dad is the villain. Yeah. And the Rip Torn does nothing wrong. Even the parts where he's being verbally abusive to his son. This is a son who's terrorizing their home. He is he is hanging sausages from ceilings. He's <sighs> running hot water to scuba dive. He's taping umbilical cords to him. Like he is a nightmare of a child. And he's mooching off of them. The dad is paying for him. And even after he basically orchestrates the, the collapse of this man's marriage. This guy still lets him sleep in his home and is paying for his meals. It's, this is a good father. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, there are plenty of movies where it's like the kids disappointing the family and they come around again. But the one that it reminded me of weirdly was um, A Night at the Roxbury when like obviously like the dad like is hates both his sons because they're just, you know, they're children. Oh, yeah. You know, both like the the kids are children. They're just going out clubbing all the time and they've got no ambition and whatever and that sort of stuff. But at least like that's done in a way where A, there's a plot. B, it's redeeming at the end. The father loves him at the end no matter what. Like you want in a film like this. I mean, I guess you get that in this film, but it's like, well, this jerked off an elephant. Like, I mean, it's just, it's like, God, I mean, I love A Night at the Roxbury anyway. I think that made my top 50 movies of all time. I'm not comparing that to this because that, I don't know your thoughts on A Night at the Roxbury. I mean, I don't Great think movie. anybody who has seen that movie would say that that was Citizen Kane versus this, but um, I don't know where I was going. I just wanted to mention A Night at the it's, Roxbury because I remembered a good movie. So it, That was something that made us laugh. Uh, something this movie can't do. Uh, but, but like, it would be one thing if, this movie were about the fact that Rip Torn was not a bad father the whole yeah. time. He was just looking out for his son. But th that that's not a part of this movie because everybody else is like, you're a horrible father. This is where I feel like the Vanity Project comes in. It's like Tom Green used to frequently torment his parents on his TV show. And uh, the parents actually had a bit of humor with it. Like the, I remember one where he actually uh, did something to them and then the mom left him a voicemail saying like, he, he he broke in their home like in the middle of the night and basically doused their beds with fire extinguishers, literally waking them up. And this was, again, unscripted because he plays the mom's voicemail over the clip of him doing this where the mom's saying, you went too far, we love you, we support you, but you can't be doing stuff like that. His parents had a sense of humor about this. They would appear on the show. But this is almost like he's like, my father was a terrible father because he didn't support my absurd comedy. Okay, but like in this movie, if this is a representation of your father, I like your dad. He's a good guy. You're doing ridiculous things. You may not succeed, but he's buying you cars. <laughs> he's letting you stay at the house. He's supporting you. He's not getting you arrested. Nothing about this plot makes sense. He goes off to become, I love how he keeps saying, I'm an animator. You're not, you're an artist. You're a guy who's selling yeah. a concept for other people to animate. We don't see him animate this movie. It's like Tom Green. It's like, okay, I can't do a movie about a comedian because then it'll be too much of a vanity project. So I'm going to be, and it's like, nobody told Tom Green during this process. That's not what animators do. They don't draw a picture well, and hand off to somebody else and they're the animator. In fairness to Tom Green, uh, nobody told him how to make a movie or be funny either. Like, I mean, yeah. that, this is not what comedians <laughs> do. All right, yeah. Tom. <laughs> but uh, the, the whole animation storyline is so buried in this movie. Like it comes, yeah, he goes off to LA. And when he comes back, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, just give us one scene where he's like, my dreams failed. Like you even do an absurd scene where he's in a public place and he's, I don't know, masturbating or something. You're just like, I'll never succeed as an animator. I'm going home. But there's nothing. It's basically, he tries to sell the concept. Next thing you know, he's at home. And you're like, so why is he at home again? And nobody else is even addressing it. Yeah. Um, the Freddy got fingered thing. Like it's not even a, 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 when we we're maybe exaggerating the slightest best by saying it's two minutes of screen time. In this movie, there is one scene where he basically said, daddy fingered Freddy. And then there's a follow-up scene where Freddy gets taken away. But then that, again, that's not a plot of this movie. It's not yeah. part of this movie in any way. But you're building a movie around it. Um, 
things that don't make sense in this movie. If you're going to do a movie like this, make it a satire, make it as a parody when you're going to have a grown man who even says, I'm 25 years old. And he's in, I, I did almost get a, a slight laugh out of just the, the, the visualist sign when they cut to the Institute for Sexually Molested Children. Yeah. That was like kind of a funny visual gag. But in this movie, that joke only works if everybody else is like, hey, you grown man, this can't happen. But even the, the police that show up at the door, they're like, this is a grown man. But then you're still hauling him away like, how is this a law? I mean, even if he, it's not a good thing if a, a grown adult is molesting his grown adult children. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but like, I don't think that the, the, the county is going to take the kids away when they're 25 years old, right? Especially think, if that kid has not made a complaint. I, don't think, I mean, I'm not, is it called molestation if you're over 18? I think it's just called sexual assault then, isn't it? Like, I probably, mean, I mean, yeah, probably. I guess that that would be that would be true. So he's in the wrong institute. But the fact that in this movie, Tom Green's not even smart enough to make it where the characters are oblivious to this. The mm. characters are basically questioning, why are we doing this? And then they do it anyways. Like, yeah. I don't, none of it makes sense. And again, this dad doesn't do anything wrong, but he's still, even at the end of this movie, he's technically the villain. Um, there's so much I hate about this movie. Like, I struggled so much I to watch I thought you were going to like this movie. When you sent me that clip and this the funny morning, thing is, I'm I worried... like, oh, I think Colin might like this movie. <laughs> and I spent this afternoon, I, this was, when I, when I found that Pierce Brosnan clip, uh, I sent it to you like a couple hours after I found him. Like, I'm going to send at least one decent thing with the TV show. I spent this afternoon not watching the second half of this movie, watching the Tom Green show. I got to remind myself the guy was funny once upon a time. I got to remind myself he was funny once upon a time. Because like this movie just killed me. Like this was, it took me four attempts to watch this movie. And when I was 20 minutes in, I was like, I can't, I don't know if I could do this. That's why when I said, when I fell asleep in this movie, I hope to God that I was like five minutes away from finishing. I'm like, I fell asleep. I didn't finish watching it. I don't care. <laughs> well, one thing I just want to add, I love on the Wikipedia page where they literally have, so you read the section of the movie where it's talking about the fingering and there's a hyperlink to fingering. Now, I don't recommend you touching on it because there's quite a uh, graphic animated picture of what fingering is. Um, <laughs> but I just uh, Fingering is a sexual stimulation of the vulva or vagina by using the fingers. And there's like a... Oh, even hearing it's too much. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just funny. Um, this is a very poor comparison, but for Australians, they may get this slightly. Um, you talk about something that was like funny as a TV show and then the movie kind of isn't the same. Huge fan of Kath and Kim, the TV show. Um, obviously, I think we've told you about it before. They did an American version of it. It wasn't very good. But they did do a movie version of it maybe a decade after the TV show had ended. And look, Kath and Kim Dorella is not this bad. Kath and Kim Dorella isn't horrible, but like compared to the TV show, it's not very good. Like if you were to watch mm -hmm. Kath and Kim Dorella, if we did that in Australia versus Canada Month the next year, I almost wouldn't want you to ever watch that before watching the TV series because you might go, well, I'm never watching the TV series. This isn't that good. Whereas, like, if you're a fan of the TV series, you can at least get something out of the movie, but then go, oh, this movie doesn't hold up to what the TV show was. But it's still, yeah, like, literally this movie makes me never want to see Tom Green's face again. Um, so... <laughs> just, I, I've, I've got literally nothing else to add on good. this movie. Uh, but, but just to illustrate how uninvested I was in this movie, um, these are my notes, if you can see that. Like two my lines. entire notes for this movie. So my notes are Freddie got fingered, not Gord Schultz. Cause there's a reference to Charles Schultz. Yours looks pathetic. <laughs> uh, I wrote uh pedo Gary Newman. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Gary. And then I wrote, I wrote one quote where he's like, I'm here with the bag, the bag for the eels. That was seven minutes into the movie. I gave up on taking notes seven minutes in this movie as a, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I literally just wrote like a couple of things. And I think, we, you know, when you're into a certain movie or something like that, that you just kind of like, okay, like, you know, I think that uh, there's nothing more to me to add here. I'm just trying to see here with Gary Newman. Has he done anything bad in life? He's an atheist. Um, outspoken against Margaret something Thatcher. about politics. Yeah. yeah uh, not overly politically engaged and distance from commentary. Yeah. Oh. Um, he was on antidepressants at the age of 15. He's got Asperger's syndrome. Sorry, him. Um, no, I really apologize to you, Gary Newman. Yeah. I, I do want to add uh, one positive thing about this movie. is It, it actually has a pretty decent... Well, it did finish, yes. But it has a pretty decent soundtrack. I don't know how yeah. they, they managed to get licensing for... Uh, what do you have in here? Green Day, the Sex Pistols, the Ramones. Like These bands said we're willing to give Tom Green a song from... Green Day is kind of known for being that smart juvenile, you know, type Tom of Green, band. Green Day, I mean, 
Green Day, yeah. I, I will say this. What one funny thing about Tom Green is the uh the theme song to his I don't know if they use this for the American show, but the theme song to his Canadian show, the lyrics were literally, This is the Tom Green show. It's not the Green Tom show. This is my favorite show because it's my show. And if it was your show, it wouldn't be my favorite show. Something something really ridiculous like that. Uh, but uh yeah, Tom Green has at least had one song before. But thank God he didn't sing in this movie. We got Gary Newman, we got the Sex Pistols, we got the Ramones, we got Green Day. Oh, Gary Newman, what a man. Seriously, sorry, Gary Newman, that Colin was a dick to you today. Um <laughs> I I deeply, deeply apologize to you, Gary Newman. The, you are so much better than Gary Glitter. The the blonde woman in this movie is Marissa Coughlin. She apparently was in Boston Legal. Uh oh, that's so, a good show. I don't I, remember. I, know, that. I brought that up because I'm I knew you like that. And the mum. Can we just mention that's Julie Haggerty? She's obviously quite well known. Yeah. She was in Airplane. Uh, airport. And yeah, airplane, yeah. A few other sort of things here and there. So, you know, again, how did she get in this film? Um, uh, review, the, my favorite review of this. Um, I've got to find it. It was Roger Ebert. Um, I literally love this line. I'm going to read this verbatim. This movie doesn't scrape the bottom of the barrel. This movie isn't the bottom of the barrel. This movie isn't below the bottom of the barrel. This movie doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the same sentence with Barrels. So, yeah, apologies to Barrels for for being mentioned. I mean, this movie was ripped to shreds, clearly. Um, and although it still apparently has got 11% Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I mean, that's a bit high. Uh, Do you see its IMDb rating? No, I do not. 4.6. I'm like, oh, seriously? Yeah, that's almost a five. That's almost 50% positive. Get fucked, IMDb. Um... <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people compared it to Battlefield Earth and said it was the worst movie of all time. Toronto Star gave it a negative one star out of five. Uh, CNN's Paul Clinton called it quite simply the worst movie ever released by a major studio in Hollywood history. Um, Richard Roper of At The Movies called it horrible. Um, and there was even a mention here for the very famous Australian show back in the day called At The Movies of David Stratton and Margaret Pomeranz, both not impressed by the film's content. Stratton gave it zero stars. Well, Pomeranz gave it one star. Margaret, I like you. Um, it was listed in a magazine article by Complex called uh, In The 25 Movies That Killed Careers. Um, there was another one. I, I don't know where I saw it. It was, uh, I think, uh, Empire Magazine, I think, listed it, had it as... Uh, one of the worst movies of all time. I actually read that list, the top 50 worst movies of all time. And um, there were some on there, which I was like, that's not fair. That shouldn't be on there. Um, it won five Golden Raspberries. Uh, won worst screenplay, worst actor, worst director, worst screen couple for Tom Green and any animal he abuses. Uh, <laughs> worst picture. Didn't win worst supporting actor for Rip Torn or worst supporting actress for Drew Barrow. I want to say who beat them. Probably Madonna. Uh, <laughs> it lost worst picture of the decade to Battlefield Earth. Now, I wasn't on that. No. that you started that. Uh, that was when we first started Bad Movie Month, and that was one of the that ones. That was me and Rocky. I would love to you to do a redux. I have seen that movie a long time ago, and I would like to see it again. But I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I rented it. From what I remember, Battlefield Earth, like it was bad, but not bad, bad. Like that's yeah. my memory of Battlefield Earth. Um, yeah, it is a hundred times better than garbage like this. So, uh, what did Rip? To, oh, so, Mariah, that was you that Mariah Carey won for Glitter. Um, Charlton Heston won for Cats and Dogs and Planet of the Apes and Town and Country for Worst Supporting Actor. And Estella Warren for Driven and Planet of the <laughs> Apes. Oh, Estella Warren. Yeah, fair enough. Um, where is she? Whatever happened to her? When are we doing Estella Warren month? Um, so. <laughs> we we almost have four films surrounded out at this point. So worst picture of the decade. So this uh, Battlefield Earth one. Freddie got fingered. Gili, I know who killed me and swept away. So the only one of those we haven't done is I know who killed me. That was the Lindsay Lohan. Is that yeah. the one? No, that's not the one with Grant Bowler in it. What the, I know, uh, Lindsay Lohan did one about like Elizabeth Taylor. I think it was with Grant Bowler in it. Um, that's considered one of the worst movies of all time. Um. Yeah, box office, it made only $14 million domestically and worldwide. It made $14 million? I know, Colin. How have we not made $14 million? Oh. Can we just look at the opening weekend for this, all right? So the top three movies at the box office for April 20 to 22, 2001. Bridget Jones' Diary, great movie. Spy Kids, I liked it as a kid. Uh, um, it was fine. <laughs> Along came a spider. Morgan Freeman, uh, I've never seen it, but I've heard okay things about it. 
Uh, the highest grossing opening movie of that weekend, another movie which you could probably do in this category because it's often considered a terrible movie, but I will say is not a bad movie compared to this movie, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Not a great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But better than Freddy Got Fingered. Freddy Got Fingered in number five. Also out at the movies that weekend. Not a really good weekend if you want to go to the movies in 2001. Blow, Joe Dirt, Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, oh, Taylor Panama, Pierce Brosnan movie, right? Um, yeah. Pokemon 3, the movie Spell of the Unknown, uh, Memento was there, The Brothers, Oh Brother, We're Out There, that's a good movie, Castaway in its 18th week was out, um, I, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to give one, as far as the box office goes, this is where I think they probably tried to get a PG-13 rating, because we should at least mention, outside of American Pie, which had come out, you know, a few years prior to this, R-rated comedies weren't really a thing yet, it was, it was, after this i think it was old school came out a couple mm. years after this where suddenly there was like an r-rated comedy can actually make like over a hundred million dollars and then all of a sudden you get all these other r-rated comedies like the hangover and everything but like 2001 it probably was a tough sell for any r-rated comedy but, but to come I, out 14 million dollars might not be that bad in comparison I, I i do get that but at the same time like those other ones i'm not seeing old school but like at least the hangover in american pie like yeah they're quote gross out comedies but they've got like a heart to them they've got it like yeah you, you could edit them and still they're a great film like i mean i yeah. don't think the gross out nature of those films is the thing that people remember it for at the time maybe like oh he's fucking a pie like oh ha, ha, ha. but like now in retrospect american pie is a beloved film like it's a smart mm -hmm. film like it's a coming of age film the hangover great film and even the i mean the gross out stuff of the hangover is barely anything it's just a few boobs here and there um, I'm looking here at, so this was 117th overall for 2001, just got beaten by Josie and the Pussycats, but this beat the Taylor of Panama. Come on. Oh, Tom Cats. Tom Cats was another gross out film that year. Um, who was in that? Was that Josh Hartnett? Was he in? I think it was Jerry O'Connell. Was it Jerry O'Connell, wasn't it? Okay. There are all those Do you think Tom Green takes some satisfaction for the fact he beat Pierce Brosnan after serenading him just two, Maybe. three years earlier? Mulholland Drive only made $7 million. Um, there you go. Uh, random trivia. Let's go out there. You're smart when it comes to this. What was the number one grossing film of 2001? Uh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Harry one Potter. Or the other. Harry Potter just oh. beat Lord of the Rings by four million dollars. And Shrek, number three, <laughs> rightfully so. Shrek. Hello. There you Shrek. go, Noah. Um, God, I don't want to read the user reviews for this. Uh, Ten you know, I'm. I'm going to read one because this one was clearly meant as a joke. I don't know. Could, you can pull up another one after. But this is actually what's on I, the, the main page for Freddy Got Fingered. This is the featured review. Uh, 10 out of 10 from, uh, I don't even have the person here. Bevo. Bevo13678. Funny, it says, delightful drama with subtle comedy makes this film very classy. <laughs> I feel this is one of those ones where that YouTube channel where they re-edit like, you know, movies into like, they've got Dumb and Dumber as like an award-winning drama and... Uh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire as a site. Like, I want somebody to edit the trailer for this or something else. Uh, a classic, 10 out of 10. A cult hit, 10 out of 10. Tom is a unique genius, 10 out of 10. This one's a short one. Misunderstood genius, 10 out of 10 by Russ Hogg. This movie is about a father and a son who do not get along, and they all yell at one another the whole movie. It's ridiculous. I laugh the entire time. I think the performance of Green and Rip Torn are masterful, and it's sad to me this film is panned. Maybe Tom Green, hate, was in the air. I love it. It's brilliant. To this day, I laugh every time. Now, sorry, Russ Hogg, I need to judge you by looking at what other films you've uh, rated here. Um, episode 8 of Barry, you've given it, uh, I don't know what, yeah, Barbie, Strange Film, The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, Talk to the Hand, uh, Oppenheimer, a good Christopher Nolan film. Um, yeah, okay, no, whatever. Um, I am going to go to plot keyword, keywords because I've already found here my favourite month coming soon, Masturbating a Horse Month. Um... <laughs> Can we complete a month? <laughs> Featuring Freddy Got Fingered, Neon Bull, uh, Sogni Erotica de Cleopatra, and, oh God, I don't even know how to say this. This is like Pegar Paogrest. Uh, and the synopsis is, a young boy is spending the summer on his uncle's horse farm. There's only four movies on this list. so um, There's Erect Horse Penis Month. Uh, horse job. penis and let's just let, let's run through this. This will give you a good uh, an illustration of the movie. Masturbating a horse, erect horse penis, blowjob, horse penis, animal penis, fellatio, uh Harry Krishna. What, what is Harry I think Krishna? It's the, in here? The, the banging the 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 symbols when she's given. Oh, birth. okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's Ferrari. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I like the Ferrari in this film. Wheelchair bound woman month. Uh, <laughs> 
featuring Freddy- we're gonna get in trouble if we do that in the future <laughs> featuring freddie got fingered oh this one doesn't sound good i'll take her like a father to which the description says an older man plans to marry a mentally challenged sex crazed adolescent girl that sounds like a you know, waterworth movie the spiral staircase and the black vampire which literally from 1953 <laughs> the Obviously, it's a translated movie because I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to read the title because it's a bit racist. Uh, it says El Vampiro and N-Word uh, as the actual movie poster. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this. This is going to be my, my first pitch of the year for this should be our month next year because I'm seeing the graphic. I'm going to run through the movies first, though. Next month, we could be covering Deadfall, a movie with Eric Bana and Olivia Wilde, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, uh, Shane, an old Western movie, Black Hawk Down with Ewan McGregor and Josh Hartnett and Eric Bana as well. That could be our Hit with a Stick Month. Um, <laughs> I, I'm seeing the graphic of Hit with a Stick Month with those movies associated, just people scratching their heads. Well, hang on, Colin. I see your Hit with a Stick Month and I go for <laughs> Child Molestation Month. <laughs> I can see no. the picture of that right now featuring <laughs> The Green Mile. Little Children, Veronica Mars, and Split. Veronica <laughs> Mars? Kristen Bell, do we need to talk? Um, or Incest Joke Month. We could just call it Tasmania Month. Uh, featuring <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation, Where the Millers, My Cousin Vinny, and Jennifer's Body. Oh, you can do a Jennifer Garner movie. Um, wow. Wow. Um I don't even know. I don't even want to utter the words bin it because that, 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 that's a positive review for this movie. Um, <laughs> I honestly, honestly, like I like Zardoz, the emoji movie, Freddy got fingered and cats are like the bottom of the, like the offensive to barrels. Like I, I don't like, <laughs> I, I think like I could probably at least get, this is a short movie. So I could yeah. probably at least, like, if you force me to watch any of those four movies, at least this, I can, like, just completely ignore it and not be like, whatever. Whereas Zardoz and the Emoji Movie and Cats make me physically ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes, I don't know, like, honestly, if I had to rank them in terms of, like, worst to worst, it would probably go, honestly, Cats, then this. Then the Emoji Movie, then Zardoz as, like, from best to worst. I would probably watch Cat. At least there's a good song in Cats. Um, yeah. And Cats is a movie in, like, 10 years' time. I feel like we could get drunk so, and watch it and laugh at it. Uh, whereas so, the other three are just torturous. Are, are you saying Cats is the very bottom or Cats no, would be Cats your best No, Cats is the best out of those four. Just because, again, okay, like, it's, I... it's you can tolerate the music and you can, like, again, I feel that's going to be one of those, like, go out drunk with your friends and this is so horrible you can at least drink and you don't drink but that's a drinking game movie whereas this is just dumb emoji movies i don't even want to think about it and zardoz is just i I don't think i'll ever want to watch zardoz again in my life uh i would say zardoz is the best of those Uh, i'm going through all of our bad movies we've covered on here i think i might sub swept away in there uh, over Z- well, we didn't cover Zardoz on this podcast. Can but I ask it still you one question? On that list. Can I ask you one real yeah. quick question? Take out Madonna and make that Jennifer Love Hewitt. Do you hate it as much? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough then. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still hate it. <laughs> Sorry to Jennifer Love yeah, Hewitt. I actually, do, but um. I, I actually prefer Madonna as an actress over a singer. <laughs> Against popular opinion, there she nearly um, died recently. Colin, you be nice to her. Well, try harder next time, Madonna. Um. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, I, w- I would say Cats is the worst for me. Uh, maybe it's because I'm never going to be involved in the drinking game of Cats. Uh, but but you said something very smart, which is Cats, it, it makes you physically ill. I think Freddy Got Figured fits in that category. Uh, mm. I, I I don't think I could get physically ill watching Tom Green and other things. This movie makes me physically ill. Uh, but I, I might say I put this slightly above the Emoji movie, slightly above Cats. Maybe slightly, it would be on the level with swept away. That it's it's close, but it is in the bottom rung of bad movies we've ever covered. So just quickly, obviously, I mean, my final rankings of this month would be uh, Showgirls, Jack and Jill, How the Duck, Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, I would go with uh, number one, Howard the Duck. Number two, oh, so tough. I'm, I'd probably say Jack and Jill number two, Showgirls three, and then Freddy Got Fingered dead, dead last. 
We've got this, like, this is making me reminisce about the good days of watching bad movies like Showgirls. It's been one of the worst ones we've ever done. Like we've had no, like <laughs> even like, I know I bought Showgirls, but like, I mean, still it's, you know, uh, in about 90 seconds, just looking ahead to next year. Um, I mean, there are a few like we've, uh, from Justin to Kelly, we've not done. Um, I don't know. There's no real, like we're, we're getting through the ones that like have, you know, not really, like we're getting through the really the notorious ones. reputations. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I guess we could always look at the, the Razzie, you know, worst picture ones. Um, I mean, even more modern, we haven't really had a very, I guess that, um, Kirk Cameron one, that saving Christmas is maybe the last one that I can really remember being considered like an, it's been a while since I feel we've had a movie that automatically See, is so hated. It's been a long time. What? What's interesting, we kind of started this, like the very first one we did was because I saw a Cats. movie called Gods of Egypt. Um, this movie, Gods of Egypt, which is the first bad movie month we ever did, you, you weren't even on it yet. I saw this movie, Jamie said, that was pretty good. I'm like, no, Jamie, that was horrible. And we basically did the episode to win over Rossi on his opinion and then Rocky. expanded the month. Uh, Rocky, sorry. Uh, but I, I I think we could go back and just do somewhere. It's like, yeah, they're definitely considered bad movies, but not necessarily. We, we've done these ones which are bad movies, but people say they love them. Let's do some of these which like, they're bad movies, and I'll push for Electra every single year. Uh, <laughs> the movies like that, or, or there was one I remember, Biker Boys, which was like mid two thousands, which was just horrible, horrible. A lot of people forgot. I, I think we got a lot of material where we could get to maybe forgotten bad movies. Yeah, possible. I mean, like Electra is one of those ones that I again I remember liking at the time, but I mean, like again, I was like fourteen. I liked it for some reasons. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> uh, I mean, just quick. So I mean, like if you go to the Wikipedia article, list of films considered the worst. So. 365 days that's a newer one but i think that's like porn basically i don't think you'd like that um laquisha never heard of it um guardians a russian superhero film never heard of it dirty grandpa that's up there untitled passions never heard of it uh so a lot of these things i've never heard of uh we've done movie 43 uh i mean there's, there's we could always do a month of like all those like epic movie superhero movie meet the spartans they were all pretty terrible yeah. Um, and just in terms of Golden Razzie winners recently, uh, Blonde, you watched that one, didn't you? Uh, Diana, oh, the yeah. musical, Absolute Proof, Cats, <laughs> Holmes and Watson, uh, the Emoji movie, Hillary's America, that's a documentary. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and Fantastic Four, I'm not doing that. Uh, Saving Chris, again, that's the one um, that I think, The Last Airbender's up there, I've never seen it. Oh, that would be a good one to do. <laughs> um, and then you go right back. So Wild Wild, Wild West. I will do Wild Wild West in Bad Movie Month yeah. just to defend it. Because um, we did Batman Robin for the same reason. True. Um, there's the Avengers movie. The, the as in Oh, like, yeah. That's a perfect one to do. Never <laughs> seen it. Um, Hudson Hawk. I, I see it. My parents remember always saying, uh, you know what? BMD, BMX Bandits. And I think that was Nicole Kidman's first one. <laughs> my parents always saying that was like the worst movie they'd ever seen. I, I I definitely say Wild Wild West and um uh what was that other one uh, The Avengers should be on the list next year. Okay, well we'll, we'll see if we can remember this in twelve months. But we'll make it August <laughs> because August is our room anniversary yeah. month, and I think that kind of makes sense. But again, if you're listening, you got suggestions. If there's a bad movie that we're like legitimately forgetting, uh, please let us know. Somehow we've gone over, but I think we've just spent the last few oh. minutes talking about Nisa. Uh, next month, so it's a week off next week because uh, this is a month where sort of there's five Thursdays in a month. So we'll have a week off next week. And then September, we're doing Romantic Comedy Month, which I don't know, every every year we just seemingly come up with a random topic because why not? And, you know, we're maybe not the stereotypical gender to do romantic comedies, but we also enjoy them. Uh, I don't know. Are we doing these in order of release? So are we just going to go Pretty Woman, yeah. Sleepless in Seattle, Notting Hill, uh, You've Got Mail? Or what, See, what's I mean, your thoughts? It, 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 we, it actually is unfortunate we, we are doing not. I'm not saying unfortunate we're doing Notting Hill. You want to do that one. Oh, I, I'm, right I've never seen it. But but to be able to miss the opportunity of Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, and then Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. True. But um, I, I say we pair the Julia Roberts movies together and we pair the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan together. I would push for let's do Pretty Woman and then Notting Hill and then let's do Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. Now, just quick forward thinking on that. So I've never seen Pretty Woman or Sleepless in Seattle ever. Um, I, I love Julia Roberts. She's one of my sort of, I don't want to say closeted favorite actresses. I'm no, no shame in liking Julia Roberts. I mean, I don't I never think we've done a Julia Roberts movie, so I don't know your thoughts on Julia Roberts, but... Uh, uh, Jamie recently showed me a movie that she decided to share with you my disappointed opinion on sleeping with the enemy. That's right. Um, yeah. So pretty woman to me, I feel like is going to maybe be like one of these ones that's got a great reputation. I, I don't know. Like I feel like I'm not going to like it, but maybe I'm wrong. It's kind of like four weddings and a funeral. Like I watched it. I'm like, this isn't that great. I don't get why this is oh. so beloved. It was fine. Um, whereas same with Sleepers in Seattle. I've heard 
all right things about it. Um, I always get that confused with When Harry Met Sally. I always think they're the same movie, mm. but they're different. One's got Billy Crystal in it. One's got Tom Hanks in it. Uh, but then Notting Hill, absolutely love that movie. That nearly cracked my top 50 of all time. And same with You've Got Mail. Both of them should have cracked my top 50, and I'm sad they didn't because I both absolutely adore those movies and watch them to death. And I can't believe you've not seen Notting Hill because Hugh Grant, yeah. as we talked about in About a Boy, is one of my favorite actors of all time. And I think that movie is almost perfect. And you've got mail. It's very dated. Like, I haven't watched it in a while. I haven't, like, I lived in that area of New York where they filmed it. And I could see, like, around the streets, like, yeah, this feels very You've Got Mail. But um, you've seen You've Got Mail, though, at least, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the whole reason I wanted to do this month. I absolutely love You've Yay. Got Mail. Um, and, and, I mean, I think Notting Hill is the only one I haven't seen here. And I haven't seen Pretty Woman probably since I was a kid. I kind of teased, I think it was last week or on another episode that, uh, I saw that movie when I was a kid. I probably shouldn't have been watching it as a kid, but hmm. watched it probably about 10, 20 times over the course of one week. Not for reason I was in love with the movie, just there was nothing else to watch. Uh, but uh, th- that one, I-, I do remember it being a good movie. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, I think, will be the interesting one because uh, I-, I think it's a great movie, but like it's a movie I often forget the majority of the movie about. Like I'm like, oh, I definitely remember the final scene because everybody kind of remembers the final scene of that Empire movie. building, right? Yeah, I think it's a Vampire State building. Yeah, on top of a tall building. Yeah, uh, but uh, the rest of the movie, like I, we watched it a year or two ago, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was this movie, this this movie. But I couldn't tell you how much of a comedy that was. You've got mail though, amazing movie. I that, that probably Kinnear's also in it. Oh, why do I get excited? Greg, Greg Kinnear. Kinnear, that's a man I love. Oh, Greg yeah. Kinnear, what a man! That that's gonna that that should be our headliner. Oh, and the, the, the cute woman from uh, Miss Congeniality is in that as well. I like her. Um, the, the things that randomly remind me of, um, you've got mail always reminds you of that Friends episode when like Joey's like talking about like, oh, we're going to the movies. Uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, they get mail. Um, <laughs> and then was it The Sleepers in Seattle? They have, um, isn't it in Cable Guy, one of the bits when Jim Carrey's just like watching random things, he's watching like a scene of that movie or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, which, again, I don't know why I like I ran. And then also Sleepers in Seattle reminds you of there was a Frasier episode. You know how they put like the subtitles before like a scene? They would just put like a text mm-hmm. on screen. And then one time they put Sleepers in Seattle in, in brackets, you knew we had to do it eventually or something like that. <laughs> like it just, it always reminds you of that Fr- Frasier episode. So, and Seattle, great city. So anyway, that's next week. Uh, two weeks time and 24 we've got all that Blue Beetle Gran Turismo those sort of things where are out and about randomly and um, I think we've got Patreons possibly coming soon only about six months overdue so our one Patreon you are welcome you are welcome um, my name is Ben and I formally apologise that we had to do this movie and my name is Colin and let's never speak of this again thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz network.net thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.